Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Hello, hello everyone. This is Helena Steiner-Hornstein talking to you live from Miami. And, uh, you know, I have had some problems with getting in touch with you a few times, and it seems this time, just when I connected so beautifully, (laughs) here goes the switchboard. It disappeared, but evidently I can speak to you. The only thing is I have a guest coming in a little while, and I don't know how that will work if I cannot get him on the switchboard. Anyway, that is just a detail. We will fix that somehow. And uh, last time, as you know, I was in Spain, and I had a wonderful guest, a world-famous artist, a very spiritual artist who had lived in Africa for a number of years and had come to back to Europe because he found it a little bit difficult to exist with the conditions in South Africa. He was a German, a white man, but he still had a little bit of trouble being there seeing what was going on. So that show is now in good order. You can listen to it if you couldn't get to hear it when you were listening live last time. So um, here we go. This is Helena, and I am with you for the hour. I have in a little while my good friend James Tucker. He's supposed to come in and and be with me. And we are going to talk about uh, various things. We want to talk about men, women, and spirituality, and who is what and why. And uh, I have a little thing about macho men and why they are macho and so on. And uh, he will explain what that means uh, to be macho and not to be macho. As you can hear, I'm trying to connect with the with the internet, but it does not want to come on uh, right uh, now. But anyway, and we are also going to, which uh, you will hear, I would like to ask him, and he doesn't know that yet, I'm going to ask him about the lines in our hands and what they mean. I don't know about these things myself, but he does, and uh, he should uh, be the one who uh, could uh, tell you what that means with certain lines and in what hand and so on. So that should be very exciting to to get to be with. So I think I'm just going to switch. Uh, AOL doesn't want to get rid of me. I cannot get rid of AOL, but I cannot uh, go through them. So I'm just going to switch telephone and go to another computer. There we go. So... Uh, I walk over to another room, and we will do what I have done many times before. There is nothing like live shows. And many people have told me that they love live. <laughs> and I can see why. There is nothing like live when you are trying to get hold of something. So here we go. I shall sit in front of a new screen. And in the meantime, maybe we should begin to... Just relax a little bit, you know, relax. And so many have come to me for the shows when I've done the live meditations, and they work beautifully, the live meditations. And uh, actually, I have the, most of you listening to the live meditations. They work beautifully if you are uh, relaxing at that time. And they work much better live than they do when they are recorded, uh, being recorded on MP3 or so on, because then something of the energy is lost. So um, I will be in the United States for the next three weeks, and I'm going back to Europe. And for those in Scandinavia, those of you in Scandinavia, I'm going to do the show all through July in Swedish. And that is going to be really nice, I think. And I will be back in English as from August the 1st. So that could be fun. So I'm going to check in her blog, talk, and see what happens. We should be back. Oh, yes, I'm in business. So there we go. And um, this is so interesting why that happened. You see, I have a very, very strong energy. 
And that's why sometimes when I'm kind of pushed for time or so on, it's very hard to connect with anything that is tech technology. So I don't know why that is not coming through. So well, we have to try again and again, don't we? So begin to relax now and relax and know that within you there is a place that knows all and sees all. And that place is called I am. I am. I am. Yes, within you there is a place. And that place is your inner light. And that light, we're going to talk about that light today. That light is the truth of the one that you are. And you begin to be so relaxed now. So relaxed. So very, very, very relaxed. You take a deep breath and know that within you there is a place. And that place is your very, very best friend. You are so at ease. You feel how your feet are relaxing. You feel that all about you is so relaxed. So very, very relaxed now. And you are so at ease. So at ease. And know now that you have a wish. And that wish you really would like to come true. And now, immediately, you just visualize and feel that that wish is there for you. And now, for a moment, you just see and imagine that all about you is that this has happened and that wish is now surrounding you. So it is now. So it is. So very, very much it is. Yes, you know that all is well in your life. You feel good about you. You feel so wonderful, wonderful about you. And you feel so grateful about being the one that you are. And you take a deep breath, and you know that everything is going to be all right. And now you open your eyes if your eyes were closed, and you begin to watch the show with me, because I got my switchboard back, and everything should be okay, I hope. <laughs> so there we go. And you know, one thing that I have noticed in life is that friendship is a fantastic thing to have. And during my days now, in my weeks in Europe, I came across friendship in a way I seldom imagined was possible. And I'm so grateful for that. In one of my shows not too long ago, I talked about gratitude. And I'd like to mention friendship now, how fantastic it is to have friendship in your life. And I've been blessed with that. And you know, when I was very social and went to all the parties, yes, I had a lot of so-called friends, but they were friends for good times. I'm not talking about friends who would stand you and be with you during the difficult times. And I went through a few things in Europe now that were really difficult times, and I cannot believe the good friendship I picked up or the, the friendship that I saw or the friends who came to me to help me out and I'm so grateful for that. So friendship, that is something very, very valuable, and that makes your life really go around. And I have a caller here, and I hope that this is James Tucker. Are you there, James? I am, my dear Helena. <laughs> you didn't hear about the little uh, episode I had in the beginning of the show here? No. I just, you didn't? Uh, no, what, no. What happened? 
And now I was well connected, and then for some reason the switchboard just disappeared, and I kept on talking to an empty screen, and I had mm-hmm. to run around between two, two computers. But it's now in good order again. Oh. And just on time, you know, when you, uh, <clears throat> you know, called it. You, you know there's a reason for that. Do you know what I okay. think it is? Okay. You want me to? You want to know what I think it is? Yes, tell me. When you're doing really good work in this world, and you're doing the work of spirit and of the light, the shadow wants to creep in like weeds in a garden and choke out what the good light is doing. And I believe. You know, I, yeah. Hmm? Go ahead. What? What were you going to say? No, this is so true. What you are saying just makes me feel. So, uh, you know, satisfied, because I've so, heard this from a lot of people who want to do good work, and then somehow something happens. Well, but that's just a test. It's and, a test. And the, whole t- the test is on whether you keep on keeping on, and you keep your cool, and you don't get upset, and you don't get shook up, and quit. See? That's right. you, you, you just know that, that this is just life. It's the earth side. It's not necessarily <laughs> the spiritual side because spirit, I think, is close to perfection. Yes. And there are always these glitches in the earth side. And I've had this a lot with the show, but somehow, you know, today I just decide, no, I'm not going to give up here and I'm not going to let this happen because everything was perfect. And just then... When the show had started, bang, there it came off the screen. Piece of cake for you. (laughs) Piece of cake for you, my dear Helena. Thank you so much. Nothing can stop you. you. Nothing can slow you down. You're a a world-class light worker. Thank you. And I, you know, I'm really, I'm a believer. And I have that song played during my seminars as an entree, you know, as an, an introduction for my lectures a lot. And I have Neil Diamond saying, I'm a believer, I'm a believer. Yeah. And then what are you believing in? Are you believing in the good or are you believing in the bad? So well, you, you know, believe in the good. You know, um, the uh, something that I've found out over the years in my own work and studies is that um, to stop looking at things in a duality like good, bad, because here's why. <clears throat> the light, a lot of people talk about darkness being the opposite of light. It is not the opposite. It's the lack or the absence of light. Yeah, it's one yeah. of the same energy, and yeah. that's right. All right, so it's not a duality. It's a lack of the real thing. Yes. Like and hate I, is a lack of love. Yeah. It's so true. And, you know, oh, I draw like a column, and then I put black at the bottom and the light at the very top. Mm. And then I say it's all the same energy, basically. It's all the same energy. Light, yes. It's but it. But at the bottom, the light is not getting to it. And That's then, it. Yeah. And then we go up and up and up, and we reach the different steps of color and so on. Yeah. Anyway, so how are you? I'm very well, thank you, and thank you for for coming to this show with such a short notice. Oh. You know, I just got back from Europe, and I didn't want to be alone on the show somehow. Oh. <laughs> so I was thinking about uh, you, and uh, I'm so happy that you would uh, come and be with me today. Well, I and, have uh, a great admiration for you. Thank I, you. I think know. it's mutual. I just think, you know, that you're doing a wonderful work in this world and you're helping a lot of people to heal and to understand and to learn and to grow and to change and to become fruitful in the important yes. things and how to survive this world and live in the yes. world, you know. It's a tough world, isn't it, somehow? Uh, and lots and I had lots of challenges in Europe uh, this particular time and I just mentioned before you got on the air about friendship. And it's amazing, you know, you have something bad happen to you, but then you have all those good people who come to help you. Of course. And they mean to do that. They don't want any money for it. They do it because of love. That's and it. And I'm so touched by that, that it exists so much the way it does. You know, in the soul of every human is a genius. There, we all have that. We were given at birth several gifts. One is to find the light, which is the genius, and then be able to transform our lives and live up to this true potential, which is our higher self, not our lower self. See? Yes. 
And everybody has a purpose and a destiny that few ever find. Yeah, that's true. And then why? Because we look outside ourselves instead of looking inside ourselves. And the only thing greater than love that I've ever seen, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but it's the only thing greater than love is the purpose of why are we here so that we can love. Yeah. And that's a good word, you know, to this with purpose. And so many people don't realize that each one of them, they have a purpose here on this planet. Every Uh, human being at birth is given the genius and the purpose and finding it should be the most important thing we ever do. Well, this is the reason why we are here, uh, isn't it? Yeah. And um, you have, uh, when I talked to you last night, you said this, uh, you had this title for your upcoming book called The Master Secret of the Ages Fully Revealed, or is it The Master Secrets of the Ages? No, and The I, Master Secret. Okay. Uh, do you want to say something about what the master secret is of the ages? I think oh. everyone wants to know now. It's to be fully revealed, you know. I noticed one thing that people want out to the shows, and uh, this road, this uh, show of mine is very much one of the mostly listened to on on the program, which is very nice. And and I realized also listening, looking at the numbers. Uh, people want benefits. People want to know. People are curious about life. Why are we here? You know, what is this about? Hey, you want me to tell you what I believe that the secret of secrets is? Mm-hmm. The master secret? Yeah. We're listening. Is that everyone, every human being, no matter what your race, your color, your creed, your nationality, your... Uh, heritage, your blood, your privilege, is that every human spirit born has the power to influence the subconscious mind and the spirit within. And with the power of being able to go within yourself and get in touch with this little known and understood fact that we can rise above any earthly, physical nature and use the inner spiritual gifts to transform our lives and live up to our true potential. Inside the soul of every child at birth is that purpose. That is the secret of the ages to me. The, the yeah. master secret. And That's yet, wonderful. And, what? Can you say that one more time in a shorter phrase so we're really <clears> at <throat> it, James? The, the master secret of secrets of the ages is that every human at birth has been given the power of influencing the subconscious mind and spirit within. It's like a garden in there, and you have to plant the seeds if you want to grow the crop. And because of this little-known and understood fact, we can rise above the outer, earthly, lower, physical nature and use the inner spiritual gifts to transform our lives and live up to our true potential. That's why we're here. Yeah. We're not here just to be born, grow up, raise a a family, (laughs) get old and die. Yeah. That's like the lower animals, eh? You know, but this is what life has turned into being, just to exist, to have a family, you know, to have children and to pay bills. We're living by the lower nature. Yeah, and uh, we are forgetting that higher self that we actually are. It's because we look outside ourselves rather than inside. And we make comparison with all kinds of different things. And, and, you know, it's... uh, and uh, now we can talk about the feminine the and the uh, you know the yin and the yang energy the feminine the male energy is that the right connection do we say feminine and male energy it sounds so physical somehow <laughs> <laughs> well it is in a lot of ways <laughs> <laughs> yes you're so right it is in, in so many ways but of course you know when you talk about feminine energy i see that with men 
uh, like men as yourself. You, you look very, you know, manly, but you have that tenderness of, of the feminine energy. And, uh, you know, the uh, macho, the, the male energy is, uh, you can see that with women as well. And I don't mean particular physically, but you see it with women in their <clears throat> attitudes and the way they deny femininity and so on. A ego-based, physical, mental-based male is not a whole male. A superior male is one that surrenders the ego and the outer need for control, manipulation, war, divorce, crime, and all that. This is so good. I'd like you to say that one more time because I know women out there really take take this in. A superior man is... A superior male is one who surrenders his ego and outer need for power and manipulation and control and goes inside himself and finds his feminine core and is able then to relate to women uh, because if that doesn't happen, then the women get pulled out of their feminine core and out into the ego base with the males, and then they struggle and they burn out and they die emotionally. And that's what I see a lot with women in work, and particularly in the North European countries, how women out there are so burned out and they struggle with with life on the whole because they cannot be women. They have to struggle in a male field and behave like, you know, uh, powerful men, which they are not. See, they've they've allowed their own feminine core to be pulled out to the outside of themselves and where they're living on the outside instead of inside in instead of in spirit in their heart and their instincts which is an intuition which is what a woman is about yeah you know uh they she's allowed that person is allowed herself to be pulled out into the world and that's a scary place because it gets you lost it yeah, gets you more than stuck or burned out or sucked dry by the world it gets you lost I see, and particularly in the country of Sweden, I see this happen with women, where women really? have come to a position where they are uh, very equal, so to speak, but of course you will never get what we call equality in the workplace, I think. You know, <laughs> there will always be a struggle somehow. But, I never knew that. Yeah, but they are so uh, needy for spirituality because the whole system uh, over there has denied the spirituality more than, for instance, here in this country. And uh, with women, that is is terrible. That's a very, very negative factor for them, and very it breaks them down. And they cannot work, and they have to retire from work you know, at the age of 35 sometimes. Mm. And uh, what they need is spirituality. But now they have been taught by this male system, no, 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 that's phony, that you cannot do. So they deny themselves one more time. Mm. Mm. And uh, and I speak very freely now, and I mean that uh, because I've seen it so much. And there is such a thirst for spirituality in these uh, countries, uh, particularly like Sweden, I would say. And it's a country, of course, since I'm Swedish, I know the country so well. But because of the socialist system over there, they have denied uh, the individual spirituality through, the, you know, through half a century. You know, if I could say, and you're just making me go deep within myself here, and if I could say that there is a second master secret of the ages, you know what it would be? No, tell me. The soul of every human is feminine. Every form of life starts off as female. Mother is the the principle. We all start out as female. And if oh, yes. the, in the genetic structure, if the Y chromosome is present, then the male hormone around 10 or 12 weeks in the mother's womb begins to bathe the fetus and the male genitals appear and the breasts recede. Why do you think males are born with breasts? They start out as female. 
And so the, 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 the principle of life and the most elegant of all things is to get in touch with and honor the feminine core, whether you're male or female. Yeah. And oh, absolutely. And the process starts by learning how to contact and release the hidden power of the subconscious mind. Because you, until you're able to go with it, away from the mind and the consciousness and the outer influences and advertising and quick fixes that we see on television and all those things, that offering every kind of cure from flat feet to baldness and everything in between is a numb out or a quick fix, which is a uh, not releasing the main problem, but just covering up the effects. <clears throat> and the living a spiritual-based life in the light should be the number one goal. And the process starts by contacting and releasing the hidden power that's in our heart and in our spirit. And there have yeah. been many books written about how to do this, uh, but few are able to fully describe the process. Yes, so of course. We have all those books, and people read books, and that's the problem with books. People read books, but they don't take action. You know, They don't well, practice. They don't do it. <laughs> it's because the book uh, doesn't give the whole picture. Most books don't give the whole process. Well, I don't the, think they can. Can they? Well, it, it depends on whether you're... Because you have to still do it yourself. You still have to do go through the experience. The last bit, you know, to the light is actually your own experience. You cannot yes. lead yourself to that. You have to go through the experience. You have to experience it. It's true. Um, but, uh, you know, it's... Although the, the book will open you up for that, but the last well, bit is still your own experience. Well, the book is a means of explaining um, how to do it. But the problem with books and the challenge with books is that they don't present the whole picture to be able to see the whole process of from the beginning, the middle, to the end of why we're here and what our main purpose is and how we find it and then how we release it and set it free, and then begin to give back from our light and our freedom and manifest the full beauty and potential of our spirit and the gifts given yeah. at birth. Yeah. We have so much potential, and, you know, we have to really uh, condition, uh, we have to program yourself, ourselves to that potential, and that is through the love and the, pos the <clears throat> positive thinking. Yeah. And, you know, and, in 3,000, 4,000 years ago and more, Women rule the world. Yes, they did. They're the goddesses. Yeah. All right. And, you know, they've given up that power. Women have given up that power. And, they let and you fail. know, that amazes me so many times how the women are giving up their power. Women are so powerful. And I grew up in a family of powerful women. My grandmother was so feminine, but she was so powerful. And she had all those men working for her. <laughs> And uh, they followed, they respected her, and she was the femininity out in her fingertips. But And she ruled these men again what to do and how to do it. But then would a mouse enter the room? She would be standing up collecting her skirts, and she would stand up in the chair and scream. <laughs> there she, she was not the big bully anymore. She showed a different side of herself, but people admired her for that also. She showed her weaknesses. Mm. And you know, uh, she we don't, we don't... been the one I looked up to all my life, really. Um, mm. And she had this quiet wisdom about her, and she represented, of course, uh, the old times. She was born in the 1800-something, mm. uh, and I spent a lot of time with my grandmother. Mm. Uh, and now I'm so happy I can be that grandmother for my granddaughter again, you know, with the wisdom and everything else. And she talks to me all the time, and I can do for her what she, what my grandmother did for me. Well, now see, you're you're the a living example of being able to pass down the tradition of the light and the feminine core. And, oh, very much so. Yes. And then be able to. Follow your heart, not your head, or the yeah. outer world. See, so you're you're a living, you're living the light. You you're doing a great job. 
Yeah, I really live the light. <laughs> You're doing a wonderful job. Uh, no, because I really, you know, as you know, I've had, you read my book, haven't you? I mean, yes. the light experiences, how the light just appeared in my room when I was a teenager, and it spoke yes. to me. And this was the so-called burning bush. I didn't know so at the time, but it took me years and years before I realized, my God, that's the burning bush. Yes. And what was the voice that I heard out of this burning bush? Well, that was the, the voice of God. Uh, and I've heard that voice many times since. I've seen the light many times again appear in front of me. And I, the, the stuff I teach in my workshops and talk about many times in my lectures, uh, that's what I have received from the light. The light told me mm. so. Mm. And I think this is so wonderful. And since I started living according to the principles of the light, and I believe in the light as the first commandment, you should have no other gods before me. And this is exactly what Jesus said. You mm-hmm. should have no other gods. Uh, well, Jesus said, I am the light. You know, mm-hmm. that's the way and that's the truth. And that's truly so. And we have been following the wrong God all along, a God of rules, a lot of logic, of of whatever you know principle we have set up for ourselves. You know, so, uh, you know what the, you know something else. Uh, you just triggered a thought in me. You want to hear it? Yes. Mm-hmm. That power of going within and finding our core and honoring the the abundance of life which is the feminine principle of giving birth um whether it's in children uh, wealth uh, knowledge in our mind teaching ability art music literature science um you know what the the the, the most wonderful thing that has ever come to me personally that gives me the hope to keep on more than any other thing about what we're talking about. You know what it is? Tell me. We don't have to acquire this power. We already possess it. Yeah, that's wonderful. It's in us from birth. It's in us, but this is the big secret, isn't it? Yes. It's that. See, it's finding it and bringing it out and setting it free. But we already have it. We don't have to learn anything. We already have it. Yeah. Our job, if there's any learning, is to learn how to understand it and use it so that we can apply it to all the phases of our life and find the freedom and live a life of purpose and love and peace and health and abundance and faith and joy and creativity and bringing out and giving back yeah. and sharing. I always feel that we are representing that idea. You know, we just have put a coat around it, calling it our body. And uh, we are representing an idea all along just in our appearance. You know, we're supposed to look ahead because our eyes are just directed are on the front of our face. We are supposed to hear all around us what everyone is saying, you know, that we are going to, to, supposed to listen to whatever is out there. That's why we have the ears on the sides. And our feet, they move forward. They are supposed to go forward. They are geared to walk forward, not backwards. And that's why we are supposed to go ahead, to move ahead all the time and not to go backwards. Right. And, you know, if you look around you, wherever you live, you will see that the majority of people live in this outer-directed world based on earthly possessions and power. We're always hungry for more. There's never enough to satisfy the hunger. And this kind of life eventually creates pain, suffering, because of the imbalance and we begin to rely on quick fixes like food, drugs, alcohol, gambling, sex, and other items of the flesh to give us temporary relief. Yeah, everything is a life of flesh here, of, of, of uh, the physical. That's the, lo- the lower nature. Yeah. But, but the fact is... Cool. Go ahead. Yeah. 
And I want to say that's also part of the male energy. You know, I say that we, uh, the human beings, the females have the spiritual muscle, and the males they have the physical muscle, the body muscle. You got it. And uh, that is what the feminine energy, what the females have given away. They they forgot, that's and it. that's what's mocked also by society, the feminine energy. But mm. that's part of our muscle. That's part of what we females yeah. are. Yeah, well, you know, the real hunger, the real hunger within us comes from our soul that yearns to be nurtured and made to feel safe and happy. And the true path of enlightenment begins when we exhaust the outer ways and end up stuck sidetracked, burned out, or lost in life and want something better. And more enlightened people are intensely interested in the inner world. It's usually the last place we look for the answers to... Because uh, it's so close. (laughs) We always look further for the answers instead of looking right here where we are. Um, so uh, that is, you know, before you were on here on the show, I just wanted to uh, mention to you that I am so interested in our hands and the lines of our hands, and you are an expert in, in looking at lines, and, and we all come to this world with these different lines. Uh, is there anything you want to say? Which is the master li- hand, so to speak? What should we look for? Well, um Palmistry. Right hand or left hand? Or well, right hand to start with. But uh-huh. pom- palmistry is deeply connected to astrology and astronomy and the um, movement of the circle of life. You know, like you look out in the sky, everything is a circle. And mm-hmm. um, the, 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 the earth goes through winter, spring, summer, and fall. Uh, it goes through afternoon, evening, night, morning, you know. And those four quadrants and the division of the law of the circle is the foundation of palmistry. And the reason is, is because there is definite close coordinates and um, similarities in as far as like we talk about air, water, fire, and earth, like in astrology, everybody is born one of those signs in one of those places. Yeah. And, and what are so, the lines? You know, what is the line we should uh, look for for a long life? Which is the well, there line? there are four lines in a hand. Yeah. yeah. That are that are closely related to air, water, fire, and earth, which is uh-huh. body, mind, heart, and soul. And the the most important one in my opinion, would be the lifeline that circles the lower heel of the thumb. Uh-huh, that's a lifeline. And it'll tell you what you start with, your formative years, how your life is progressing, and mm-hmm. where things should end up, um, how long you can expect to live, how your health is. Um, and all the cross lines across that line, are those situations that happen in your they, life? Or? Well, cross lines that are like perpendicular, opposite to the flow of the lifeline, yeah. or what I call worry lines. Uh-huh. And worry lines, um, um, kind of like when you worry, you wrinkle your lifeline. <laughs> yeah. It's like wrinkling a piece of cloth. Yeah. And if you wrinkle it too much, it gets shorter. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, that's interesting. And if you know, if you have a lifeline where it's it's one almost parallel with your lifeline, is that such a thing? Is that such a thing? Well, those yeah. are spirit guides and teachers and parallel oh, souls okay. that have lived before. Maybe in your life, maybe your spiritual yeah. guidance. Maybe it could be your grandmothers or grandfathers. Uh, and they're there along with me and my lifeline. And they're what they're there. Parallel okay. souls are to help okay. you. Okay. Oh, that's And nice. they're there it goes to, in my to lifeline. Hmm? And it shows in my hand. It shows in your hand on the heel of the palm. Oh, okay. So a long lifeline indicates a healthy life. doesn't necessarily say you live 120 years, but I think that we're all supposed to live that long. 
Yeah. It depends what how we live, you know, if you're healthy and well right. and have your brains going. Right. <laughs> and uh, then the life that comes to another line that goes across the hand somehow. What kind of line? Okay, is the that? mind line, which is the left brain consciousness, um, comes from the base uh, between the thumb and the index finger. Mm-hmm. And it extends around down around the center of the palm. Yeah. And the the mind line, if it's straight, it's an indication of being something of a perfectionist and having to have everything just right. And, and if it's curved, it it's a flexible. It means that okay. somebody is flexible and they're not rigid. Yeah. Okay. And the longer the lifeline, I mean the mind line, the longer that line is, the more of an indication that a person is a um, thinker and um, a an analyzer mm-hmm. and has a high IQ and has a great capacity to think. Very good. Okay. And it, it doesn't have much to do with their personal character. It has a lot to do with how they are able to reason things out. And, and if they have a long... Mind line. It's usually people that don't quit. They don't ever give up until they finish. Until they fix or finish yeah. what they yeah. what they're starting. All right. So that's the way thinkers. They either are flexible or they're rigid. See? And they then there is a people. line on top of that one that goes across that's, the palm. That's the heart line. Uh huh. And that starts over around the left side, uh, looking at your own palm. Yeah. Uh, around the heel. And it comes around in kind of an arc and ends up under the fingers. And a rigid or straight line is a hard-hearted person. A curved line is a flexible, sweet-hearted person. Uh-huh. And the longer the heart line, the more it will indicate um, how much... The, the the love nature will overcome the mental. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we either live by our head, our heart, or our spirit. There are three basic kinds of people in this world. Scientists live by the mind, so to speak, and that could be mathematicians, it could be accountants, it could be other people who live by their head. And then they are the people that live by the heart, those are the humanitarians, and they're the teachers, they're the healers, they're like you. They're people yeah. like you that live by the heart uh-huh. and have yeah. this great love and have this filled with love. And their heart rules their head. See? And that is the inner self at work. And when we are able to move past the physical and the mental and move into our heart energy, then we're on our way to uncovering the master secret. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is so interesting. I'm so glad I got into this with the lines of of, of the hands. Uh, of course, uh, I remember when I spent a lot of time in North Africa, every little nomad or everyone, you know, all those people there, they knew how to read hands. Mm-hmm. And they would look at my hand and they would say a few <clears throat> things. And, and I thought that was so exciting, of course, I've forgotten. It was not that they predicted a future or anything. They just said who I was, and it was so amazing how correct they were. Well, you know, and I've looked at your hand before. You probably have, yes. I and have. Anything you remember? <laughs> well, I do remember. And you, can I say it to you? I don't want to embarrass you, but oh, okay. I saw a hand. Yeah. I saw a hand in your hand, and the lines in your hand of a very old soul who's been here more than once and is here because of maybe finishing up things that you wanted started in a past life, and now in the future lives to come, you'll be here, if you come back to this plane, it'll be because you want to, because you like it here, and you want to help people, but you're not here because you have to learn earn a living or do physical work. You're here to help humanity, because you're a light worker. Do you proving that? Lifetime, yes, in this particular lifetime, you know, but it took a long time before I got that far. Uh, I had to you, live you a ha- life, a long life before that. But let me ask you this: on something I said earlier, if you didn't have that in you to start with, if you weren't born with that, why would you be able to find it now? 
Yeah, you were no, born to do what yes. you're doing. It's your true I'm purpose. Just, you're on the. You're working with your light. You're doing great stuff. Uh, and I love, you know, like I told someone earlier today, I just love doing what I'm doing. It gives me this incredible joy of living. You know, joy of of living, I would say. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was sitting in Spain, and I had given a workshop for a week, and I was sitting there treated to a fantastic, you know, star hotel room with jacuzzi in the room and everything mm-hmm. else. And I had this wonderful meal with all the, you know, the treats with that. And I was thinking, my God, people have to pay a fortune to get all this. And here I sit and I enjoy this for free. Plus mm-hmm. I get paid. And I thought, isn't that wonderful to mm-hmm. have come to that point in your life when you really enjoy what you're doing? You but know, what I love doing is to help people. I really well, yeah. love seeing how it works, how the system works, how the light system works yeah. with the human being, with the human mind, with the human body. I think it's a fabulous thing. And why are there people out there who will not recognize that? Why There's, do people crack down on the good? Because they're they're outer focused and they haven't come inside. And they haven't tapped into their heart energy and their spirit and found yeah. their feminine core and their principles. Yeah. And, you know, just remember that the cause, you know, life is based on the principle of cause and effect. What we sow, we reap. Whether it's in a garden, a child in the womb, or people, or events, or things that we create in our own lives, it's all because we sow a seed, and then the effect uh, lives on the outer physical mental side. And we can't change the external conditions of what's already happened, but we can always create new causes. Yeah. And most people try to change the circumstances and conditions of what has already happened um, to permanently remove discord, confusion, lack, limitation. We have to remove the cause of these conditions rather than trying to numb out the effects. This is done by by planting a new seed, creating a new cause. You can cut a weed off in the yard or or garden near the ground, and it'll grow right back, usually stronger than ever. Yeah. Why? And it always comes back somehow, somewhere. But why? Because we didn't dig out the roots. Yeah. See? Our lives are the same. Yeah, it's so true. When you have, uh, uh, you know, when you give private consultations, James, what have you noticed that people want the most? I'm not asking for women looking for men or men looking for women. I'm asking what do people really ask for the most? Why are we here? You said it earlier. Yeah. You see it in your own seminars. I see it every day myself. If people are lost in this world or stuck or sidetracked, it's because they've allowed the negativity of the world to take them outside and they're feeding the external things rather than the spirit. Yeah, so they're looking for the purpose. They're what? They're looking for a purpose or the purpose of that. Everybody's looking for that, whether they can admit it or not. Yeah. And you know, I've I've found something that has been able to help me so much personally in the last year. And it took me all these years to to see this and figure it out. And what it is, it's like you can either feed the flesh or you can feed the spirit. Kind of like if you have a little garden and you have a new plant come up. If you water the plant, it'll get lazy because it doesn't have to do the work or grow the roots because you're doing it for it. But if I figured out something, yeah, you feed the soil around the plant, then like a little baby searching for its mother, oh. it has to, it has to do some work. It's got to start yeah. sending out those roots, looking for nourishing. See, nourishment. Yeah. Well, we need uh, the the good energy. Do you know? I remember now I'm in an apartment, but before I had a house, but I couldn't keep a house. I traveled too much. But in my garden, at times there would be spots where suddenly there would be nothing growing there. And uh, I would plant something new, and it would still eventually die. It was like it couldn't get enough water, couldn't get enough whatever it was. Then I started to send light to those empty spots. Do you know it started to bloom up again? Everything was coming Mm. back to life Mm. again. And this, this is what life is about, 
we are there might there are spots of darkness all over us or the planet mm-hmm. about whatever it is. But if we can get light or give light to those places, like now in the world we have those horrible places where they have only war all the time for generations. But if we can bring in the light energy and get rid of the negative forces of the shadows, we will begin to see a new world. Mm. And that's great, why, you know, it, it's, a, it's... Yeah, sorry. What a great message. It is a message, and this is what I have found out and seen and, and have just, as I said, I've seen it in the garden that it wouldn't grow, but now I give it light and it starts to grow. You know, and you just... What is healing? You've just given me an inspiration. Thank true, you. True spirituality it has to be the struggle to overcome the experience of separation of the lower and higher natures and self and bring the two halves together and live in peace and harmony with ourselves first. Yeah. See, it's an individual process that allows us to find wholeness and oneness within ourselves and then connect with the universal light and honor it in others. This is our humanity in the path of life spoken of and revered by most of the great teachers and philosophers over the ages. But and now finding... we come back to this, what Jesus said, I am the light. Yeah. You know, and this is exactly what we all are. Yeah. We are the light. We and, are light beings. And finding it is the most priceless of treasures and should be the number one priority of every living soul. If we lived by this divine guidance and accepted it as our birthright and heritage as children of the supreme creative power, by whatever name you call it, there would be little need for hate, war, disease, poverty, fear, sadness, or enslavement to addiction or quick fixes. Yeah. You know, that is uh, uh, the kind of peace work one should do in the world to start to send light out and not to send down all those bombs and big weapons. But, you know, I wonder if we will ever learn as a, as a group, <laughs> as a planet. Uh, the individuals, yes, all the time, but they keep on moving on. And the ones staying, uh, they are always in, in, in doubt. Well, you know, I think that if change starts one person at a time, beginning with ourselselves. Yeah, that's the only way. And, and you remember the name Dag Hammarskjöld, who was the yes. the Secretary General of the United Nations, and Absolutely. he said that also that uh, to have peace in the world, that has to be a spiritual renaissance. And that was lost a little bit through the years of the United it's Nations. It's coming back now uh, much more. And I have spoken at the United Nations a few times, and it's back on track again about the spirituality. And they are now conducting meditations, and they have a prayer pole at the entrance of the United Nations where you can put in your wishes for prayer and in the world and so on. But still... You know, they have a long, long way to go because you cannot have the power games in in this kind of field. You have to be absolutely unconditional. You know, the key key is just to be human and as fully ourselves as we can be. It's more important to be than to do. It's more important to do than to have. And the spiritual path, once you get on that, the need for earthly quick fixes and material things and money and wealth goes away a lot because that none of that's as important as being good to others and being good to ourselves. Yeah, and sometimes people misunderstand this and they believe you have to be poor uh, in order to be spiritual. No, I believe believe in good comfort myself. I live very comfortably. And I believe in having money because money is a wonderful energy. You can do a lot of good stuff with money. And the lack of money, that can create a lot of serious energy for you, you know, uh, negative energy. So, no, you don't have to be poor, but you shouldn't make that 
you know, wealth being the number one God in your life. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that too much when I was out in this very social uh, life and I was this so-called socialite out there and I went to all the black tie parties and, and had the chauffeur and, you know, we had the hundred-foot yacht and everything else. Mm-hmm. I loved every moment of it, but I didn't allow that to be my God. For some people, that was the God, you know, and that made me the goddess because I had all those things mm-hmm. and I had those all those friends who would just be around me because of what I was surrounding myself by mm. uh, or with. But now, uh, you know, I still live a very nice life, and I travel a lot, and I have homes in different places. Uh, I'm not making that my God, you know. That's not the number one. It's just the effect, the cause and effect, you know, of what I'm doing. Mm. You know, I'm spreading the message, and things fall into place of what I wish to have. Mm. Awesome. You know, um, we don't have to prove ourselves. We need to accept ourselves. We don't need to try to strive for perfection. For those extras. This is the thing, you know. And uh, that is what you see with, with the fame and the good money and so on. These are very often insecure people if you take away the goodies they have around them. And I saw this a lot. And I saw people who had this incredible wealth who would be so, such cheap horns to someone you know, who needed the money and tried to squeeze the extra $5 out of them mm. because they wanted to make that extra deal. You know? mm. <laughs> and, and I felt... So many times, why don't you give it to the guy, you know, instead of trying here to wheel and deal with this little money? And, Mm. you know, why are people making themselves so poor? I saw in the uh, the group of the riches the the poorest people I've ever seen. You know, they were poor, poor because they acted so poor with their souls. They had all the millions or billions in the bank, that was not what was the point for me in judging them. But I saw they were so poor in their outlook of, of life. You know, they were not happy. <clears throat> they were you know, looking for happiness, and they didn't know what they were looking for. They thought it was more money and more money, but it wasn't it. They looked you, for something else, but they still don't know what it is. Mm. And I'm saying it's the light within you that you're looking for. You're looking you know, for the relationship between you and the light within you. I'm convinced that you have that you, Helena, my dear friend, has found the master secret of the ages and you're putting it to work. And the key that I hear from you is that you put faith and trust in light and spirit, not in people or the world. There's an awesome living power in every one of us, yet seldom used or fulfilled. And you, maybe more than anyone I've met, have gone inside, you've taken the plunge, you've gotten to know this vast power, and you're using it to fulfill your destiny and help other people to find the light. And you bring it out and set it free. And you do it. You were born to do it. Yes, I was born to do it. I'm following my plan, my purpose. It lives and in your soul. Yes, and I think this is what is with each one out there. They have a purpose living in their soul, like you and I have too. Uh, we only have one minute left on the show here, and this has been so great, James Tucker, to speak with you. Uh, in, a, in a few seconds, could you give your phone number or your website or something so people okay. can get hold of you? If anybody want to talk to me, I'd love to talk to them. That's what I do. Um, I'd be honored. My number, my phone number is 772 area code 334-9487. And my email is jtuck, T-U-C-K, X-Y-Z, at AOL.com. And I'm available uh, for a number of different things, um, and I would love to talk to you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, James. And this is Helena Steiner-Hornstein talking to you from the above and the beyond 
with Sedona Talk Radio. It's been wonderful to be with you again, and I will will be with you next time. It will be Tuesday again at the same time. And my email, you can get me through my website, speakingtoyourheart.com. Again, speakingtoyourheart.com or bodysoulconnection.com. Thank you very, very much. Bye-bye.